What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, so on previous episodes, if you're you know a friend of the show and you're always listening, I did promise a handful of episodes featuring my better half, Nola. Those episodes are still happening, but they've been shelved for like another week or two. Just wanted to give you a little programming update here and let you know why it is I open up the show cold and what we're doing here today. So today and all of this week, honestly, I think I'm going to pull a three-parter for you and we're going to revisit one of my favorite ongoing series and lists that I like to do on the show here, The Odds and Ends. And the other reason this came up, obviously because of the delay in the NOLA episodes, just so you know, because of that, we're going to do like four episodes with NOLA coming up. We're going to do, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys, we're going to do a big, massive three-parter on ZZ Top because we're going to do the full rock and rank of the entire catalog. We're going to count them down from two huge ZZ Top fans and lifelong experts on ZZ Top. We're going to tell you what the best and worst albums they've ever done in order and also the as promised Hella Mega Tour recap. We're going to tack on a couple of more recent shows we've attended which could be some of the last shows for a long time. We'll see. Hopefully not but we'll see. It seems like things are going backwards thanks to a lot of idiots out there, but I digress. Let's get back to the show. I'm doing odds and ends because if you're a longtime friend of the show, you know the theme, but if you're new to the show or revisiting the show, thank you for coming back. But also the odds and ends are a collection of songs we like to spotlight here on Rock Strikes 10 exclusively. These are the songs that, you know, come from either soundtracks, EPs, compilations, single only releases, Uh, Did I get them all? Live albums? You know what I'm saying. So basically songs from albums that don't make it on the critics list at the end of the year, or even from, you know, hardcore music nerds don't seem to make these kind of lists. So I like to compile them here, call it the odds and ends, and I do it here on Rock Strikes 10. Now, uh, about a year or so ago, maybe even a year and a half, I was going through my digital library and recataloging it, and it was a nice excuse to pull a couple of odds and ends shows, because normally I do it like with the times. I do odds and ends that are currently happening or from the end of the year, or now from a certain year when I do those countdowns. But basically now I'm just going through my whole digital catalog and, you know, physical catalog, of course, but it's easier to compile them digitally, as you know. And since I've done the letters A and B, I'm going to tackle the letter C here this week on the show. And there were so many that I have to make it three parts just to make sure everybody's represented properly. So as odds and ends go, I promise to dig a little deep here and find some stuff either you forgot about or maybe you've never heard before, uh, things like that. So we kicked off the show and I'm sending the intro song out to my absolute best friend in the entire world, the C of CNJ Radio, my best friend Chris. Wanted to also congratulate him on his new gig. I also got a new gig. So it's been a big week here at CNJ Radio. We, we both got pretty cool jobs and you know so i mean hey i i I don't usually don't talk about these kind of things on the show Uh, i'm not going to say where or for who because also since i do a show (laughs) and they may not dig some of the stuff i talk about or play on the show so just so you know out there uh, i've been out of work for about a year and a half chris has been steadily working pretty much the whole time Uh, so yeah i was a house husband for the last year and a half trying to do my part as always but yeah, we both got new gigs. 
Chris is very happy with his, and I look forward to seeing all the cool things he's going to do with his new venture. And uh, I'm going to keep at it, and I actually have higher goals than what I have right now, but, you know, I'm just going to keep at it, man. And I have higher goals for CNJ Radio as well. So anyway, all that being said, getting back to Chris and getting back to this show, I dedicated this song to Chris, the opener, which is The Cure and their song Burned that they recorded specifically for the Crow soundtrack in 1994. Great soundtrack, one of the great 90s soundtracks, of course. And one of Chris's all-time favorite films is The Crow, so I wanted to send that one out to him as well. So let's continue on with the Chris theme here into the next song, sticking with the odds and ends, and we'll be doing it all week. Like I said, big three-parter here. No within the alphabetical order of C, I'm just kind of going with what I'm feeling like at the time. So sticking with the Chris theme, I'm going to go with another one of his favorite movies of all time, a movie that he actually showed me for the first time. I've been crude to this movie, even though I was aware of it, but he finally showed me this movie, God, about 25 years ago. It was Instant Love. Such a fun, fun movie. I could watch this one almost at any time. And it's got a great, great soundtrack to boot, much like The Crow. But we're going back almost a decade from The Crow, about 1985. And a movie which, you know, basically exists in the George Romero world of the zombie movies. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. And, you know, I think Return of the Living Dead is such a fun, fun movie. And like I said, great soundtrack. So if you like fun, check out Return of the Living Dead. It is not a super scary movie. It is a like it's a horror comedy, basically. So if you like those things, then you're going to want to see this movie if you've never seen it. And while you're at it, check out the soundtrack. You're going to hear some killer tunes blaring, especially while the punks got their radio on. And here's one of them right here. Once again, sending this one out to Chris. The opening track on the soundtrack by one of the great, great cool bands of all time, The Cramps. And the song, Surfing Dead. Ah, my favorite brain cream Hold 
right, there you go. A little Surfing Dead by The Cramps from the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack from 1985. Go check that one out. There's uh, everybody from The Cramps to The Damned to freaking Rocky Erickson on there. Cool soundtrack. All right. Sticking with the movie theme here, but moving on to something almost completely different. Although you can dance to this one as well because you had to do the Dance of the Dead on that last song. And now we're going to move on to another dance. A little more traditional, but still very rocking and still very much, uh, you know, detrimental to the man is this one right here. Killer track from 1980 and one of my favorite movies of all time. And if you're a fan of music and a fan of movies and you don't know the Blues Brothers, then you are not living your best possible life. Uh, even though it's a two and a half hour movie, I could probably watch the Blues Brothers every day. It's such a great movie or at least every week. Uh, man, just super duper fun. Always time well spent. I think I showed Chris the Blues Brothers for the first time ever. I feel like I did. Maybe I did. I'll, I'll have to get back with him on that. Chris, if you're listening, let me know if I'm the one that introduced you to the Blues Brothers. But until then, here's a song highlighting a great scene from this movie right here. Done by the legendary rock and roller and the proprietor of Ray's Music Exchange, Ray Charles. Uh, backed up by the Blues Brothers band and doing this song right here. This is Shake a Tail Feather. Shake it, shake it, shake it, 
Sandwich? Well, it's the kind of a sandwich that you're supposed to take. Two pieces of bread and wish you had some meat. Go, 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 Well, it's the kind of a biscuit that's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. If it don't bounce back, <laughs> you go hungry. Go, 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 I ate a cool water sandwich and a Sunday go to meat and bun. Go to the ball. Hmm, what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Go to the You know, sometimes I like to do that on the show where I throw in a twofer and I don't announce it in advance, but just to kind of get a reaction from you and see what you thought of that. But uh, if you're familiar with that song and maybe not that version, that was the original version of Rubber Biscuit, which is uh, by the Chips. They were a very, very short-lived doo-wop group on the East Coast back in the 50s, back in the day. And of course, that song famously covered by the Blues Brothers later on on their album Briefcase Full of Blues. And I actually got a killer cover of Rubber Biscuit by the Super Suckers as well. But that was the original there by the Chips, like the potato. So yeah, the Chips, Rubber Biscuit, one of the great songs of all time. And that song will always get stuck in your head. But, you know, that that's a good thing. That's one of those songs. It's not like Breakfast at Tiffany's or something. This is a song that's really fun to get stuck in your head. And you don't want to, like, throw yourself in front of traffic because it's stuck in your head. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I figured, what a tie-in, right? I mean, we did Ray Charles, Shake a Tail Feather, backed up by the Blues Brothers Band from the movie The Blues Brothers, into a song that's also by an act, starting with the letter C, that is tied into the Blues Brothers, of course, with the chips. That's what I do here on Rock Strikes 10. Having a little fun here, trying to make it entertaining for you and for myself. And I'm going to keep myself entertained, at least, with this next one right here. Another one of my favorite films of all time, I've referenced it a few times here already on the show, and I love this movie. I intend it non-satirically, as I like to say. Uh, just, this is the movie I put on if I'm having a bad day. And it always makes me smile. It always makes me happy. It always makes me think that good things are around the corner. And it's just that kind of movie for me. And yes, you know, I used Ray Charles. That's a C. Last name C. That's how we do it proper. That's how you shop it. So yes, I am going to play something from the Adventures of Ford Fairlane soundtrack. And of course, that includes playing something by the star of the film, 
one of my all-time favorite comedians, the great Andrew Dice Clay, a true legend, and want to send some positive vibes out to him. He is dealing with Bell's palsy right now. He's got a bout of Bell's palsy, and it's been in the news. Still out there performing shows because he's the man. He's not afraid. He doesn't care what you think. Obviously, he doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Uh, but yeah, hey man, that guy started off as a drummer. Uh, he's a he's a good musician, damn good drummer, and a damn good singer too. So here you go, tackling a standard that every band should know. And it totally makes sense in the movie that the band could break into this while he busts into the studio. Because if you're a studio band, you should be able to play this song. So to me, this scene makes all the sense in the world and is completely realistic. So if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, here's a little preview of a movie you should see from The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. This is Andrew Dice Clay backed up with some cool studio musicians and I believe the Tower of Power Horn. See, Bizarre Albums isn't the only podcast that can talk about them. So here you go. Here's Dice and his version of I Ain't Got You. I got a 65 Cadillac Bad tire on my back Charge called to gold black But I ain't got you You. I got the jam at the liquor store. I hit the number. Four, four, four. I got a mojo. But don't you know? I'm all dressed up and no place to go. I got women to the left of me. I got women to the right of me. I got chicks all around me. But I ain't got you. But I ain't got you. crowd and I'm glad to be here because let me just say one thing this show is great because you people are doers your movies you make things happen and this next act coming to stage personal friend of mine and a tremendous talent ladies and gentlemen the last Puritan share Babe, I got you, babe. 
Another surprise, too, for there, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to have Dice, of all people, introduce that next song right there. Not really. Of course, that was from his infamous appearance from the 1989 Video Music Awards. Yeah, that was was a crazy night. So, And yeah, the one that got him banned for life, even though he got to appear outside the building years later, I believe in 1992. That's how much of a Dice fan I am. I remember the second appearance, not just the first. So I'm over here now. But yes, we started off with I Ain't Got You. Of course, the song you know. You probably know it best either by the Yardbirds or maybe by Aerosmith and a few other great bands. It's been covered to death. Great stuff right there. And then had Dice introduce the next track, A True Odd and End. One of the reasons why I do the show is to hear oddities like that. But I got to say, that's a fun track. Of course, intended as a comedy thing. And done before like another big comeback by Cher. When she was still doing infomercials and pushing her, you know, exercise videos and, you know, Psychic Friends Network and all that, she did do an appearance on the Beavis and Butthead Experience right at the very end, amidst all these metal and hip-hop acts of the 90s, and out comes Cher, but throws it down, man. She still has that voice at that point, not relying on electronics, and throwing it down there on a super fun version of I Got You, Babe, of course, duetting with Mike Judge, performing as Beavis and Butthead. From the Beavis and Butthead experience once again. That, that's a fun compilation slash soundtrack, if you will. Whatever it is, it's definitely an odd and end. Alright, this has been a fun episode for me so far, so let's continue with the fun. It should always be fun here on Rock Strikes 10, but this guy exudes fun. If, if there's like a collage poster or t-shirt 
with the word fun involving music on it, this guy would be on the poster right here. So let's throw down on some Bootsy Collins right here. We don't nearly play enough Bootsy here on the show, but Bootsy is the man. Of course, one of the great bass players of all time. Came up with the James Brown band. This dude from Cleveland just came out of nowhere. And uh, him and Clyde Subblefield, man, the records they did with James Brown, oh my God, those are freaking iconic, legendary. What other adjectives can you use to describe it? And then pretty much almost like right after he gets fired from James Brown's band for drug use, which is super hypocritical. But anyway, uh, you know, it, it didn't matter. It didn't hurt his career none. Wound up working with George Clinton, Parliament, Parliament Funkadelic, all that stuff, whatever you want to call it this week. Uh, speaking of which, here's a slightly solo track here from Bootsy Collins. And he's appearing on a tribute album, which I haven't referenced a tribute album in a while here on the Odds and Ends, but this is a good one to get back into. It's a tribute album called The Power of Soul, and it's a, a pretty decent tribute here to Jimi Hendrix. And of course, it makes sense that Bootsy would be on it. You gotta have somebody from this era you know, paying tribute to Jimi, not just someone like a John Mayer or anything, or something lame like that. But yeah, we got Bootsy on here, and speaking of the person I mentioned earlier, with a little guest appearance right here from, uh, you know, his old band leader, George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. Backing up Bootsy, doing a solo track here, and paying tribute to Jimmy, as we all should. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that the album is called Power of Soul, the tribute album. So here's the title track to Power of Soul. Here's Bootsy, George Clinton, and the P-Funk All-Stars. Check it out.
it's an escape to a faraway land. Yeah, check it out. Listen, Marsh, uh, I gotta get beer for this party tonight, so I'm gonna be a little late for my ride to Hartford. Oh, sorry, God, man, no can do. <laughs> Grand master of funk descends on the civvy at 8 o'clock, man, and we will be there. Marsh, you hate punk. Funk, gutter, funk. George Clinton, <laughs> Parliament Funkatelic. Dude. Aren't you a music major? Yeah. <laughs> Feeling the stomp will cause a hazard to your booty. And everyone get out on the dance floor. Feeling to stomp will cause hazardous booty. time we do the stomp and i'll be starving for the next time that we stomp i'm soaking wet as i recall us on the dance floor work up a sweat and wipe it off and stomp some more
been referencing some of my favorite fun movies of all time movies that always put me in a good mood so it made sense to just segue right over there and to another one of my favorite comedies of all time pcu a movie that a lot of people haven't seen at least judging by my uh, personal polls over the years but go check that one out it's basically almost practically a remake of animal house but it takes place in the 90s same kind of thing but more 90s alternative grunge based and all that stuff and I just dig it. I think it's a super funny movie. And that intro scene right there that kicked off that track uh, takes place in the movie PCU. That was actually John Favreau talking to Jake Busey, of all people. Jake Busey playing the pothead that corrects him, even though he's also right and wrong at the same time. And John Favreau, the man who saved the MCU and Star Wars. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but he has been an MVP for both franchises for sure. Who'd have thought that freaking gutter 
would would come in hot and be a big time player and director in the MCU and the Star Wars universe. That's crazy shit when you really think about it, you know. Anyway, but if you're familiar with the early works of John Favreau, it's mind blowing for sure. Even if you just know him from Swingers, that's still weird. But yes, that was from PCU. Goes right into a song from PCU that was actually performed by the band in the film. Spoiler, but you got to see it. It's a great scene. And that was, of course, a band that played on the previous track from that, George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars, without Bootsy, but still sounding great, on a Prince-produced track right there. Yes, George Clinton actually did a couple of sessions out there in Paisley Park back in the 90s. And Prince helped produce that song Stomp. And also, you gotta track that single down. I'm sure it's pretty affordable, but there is like a, a CD EP of the tracks that George Clinton did around this time. And it's a couple of different alternate mixes of that song right there, Stomp, and their version of Prince's Erotic City, which is awesome. But I figured I'd go with Stomp right there because that's also a cool, fun, original track and a great party jam. Let's stick with the fun here. I, I don't really have any more film references to make for you, I believe, but let's go into this one right here. This is just a fun track and, uh, you know, let's just do it. So, uh, you know, a few record store days back, I'm not even sure how many, but sometime in the last year or so, one of the true nuggets of Record Store Day, uh, Cheap Trick always seems to have a representation out there for Record Store Day. And the stuff they've been putting out has been pretty quality, like the Epic Archives releases. Those have been really cool. Great, cool collector releases for the hardcore fans, you know, B-sides and soundtrack cuts and stuff like that. And they've been putting out a handful of live albums from the archives. And man, this one right here, I never even heard of this being a recording and it just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere for me. I mean, I'm not like the hardest of hardcore cheap trick fans so i don't dig really hard for bootlegs and stuff but man this one is killer it's a show from the roxy in like one of their first or probably like on their second tour or so and uh you know they're always on tour but yeah this is about 77 and uh the album is called out to get you and it's so cool it, it works as a really cool alternative version of live at budokan because it's Definitely the get up contrast. You got Budokan in a big hall and crazy people screaming for him. And then you got the uh, the show here, you know, which is at a bar in Los Angeles and are not super famous yet. But the band sounds just as inspired as they do on the stages of Budokan. So it's a live album worth checking out. And the mastering on this thing is insane. So here's some further proof right here. Here's Cheap Trick from that great double live album from Record Store Day. And one of my all-time favorite Cheap Trick songs. And whenever I go see them, if they don't play it, I'm disappointed. This is Southern Girls.
Southern Girls right there by the great Cheap Trick sometime around the In Color Tour in 1977 on that cool double live album. It's completely out of print now at this point, but I think there are enough copies out there floating around that you could find them for not too much of a markup on the secondary market right there. So go definitely look for that one. Uh, Yeah, so let me know if you have a hard time finding it. I'll see what I can do. Anyway, moving on here to the last song of the night. And, uh, you know, originally I was actually going to play both songs from this soundtrack as like another twofer, but I found another band that started with the letter C that I'm going to play on either part two or three. So I bumped this double shot off. So I couldn't decide which one to play. So I hit up my friend Chris, uh, Chris Penn, actually, the proprietor of Good Records, a different Chris than I mentioned before, but also a good brother and a cool guy, good friend. And I I couldn't decide. He's a fellow Alice Cooper fan and, uh, you know, just uh, someone I can definitely count on in a pinch uh, for things like this. I just shoot him a text and go, hey, dude, which one do you want? I'm Flash or Space Pirates? So he chose this song right here out of the two. So for a little bit of background here, yes, we are going to do an Alice Cooper song. Of course, I play tons of Alice here on the show. I'm never going to stop playing Alice. This is from a movie that I'm almost convinced it doesn't exist because I've never seen it, but apparently it does. I, I was only made aware of this whenever the Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper box set came out. So uh, the movie is called Flash Fearless versus the Zorg Women. And I even have the quote-unquote soundtrack on vinyl. I scored it like at, uh, I don't even know, somewhere around here at a secondhand store without getting a Raspberry Beret that day. But 
yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like, man, I want to see this film. So I'm going to try to pursue this movie a lot more than I have in the past. So I'll let you know. Uh, so I'll send it over to Chris. Maybe he can review it for the last theater. Cause it would definitely with a title like that, it definitely qualifies to be on the last theater. So yes, flash fearless versus the Zorg women. And once upon a time, they actually got Alice Cooper. I believe it was on Warner Brothers Records, and that makes sense because he was on there at the time. Uh, they got him to record two tracks for this album. And one song was called I'm Flash, which was basically the theme song. And the other one was a song called Space Pirates, where he was backed up by pretty much The Who. So there you go. There's, there's a fun fact. So he, just those songs alone makes the Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper box set worth tracking down. It makes it a true great odd and end right here. So let's finish off the show here today with my all-time favorite, the great Alice Cooper, and the theme song for the movie Flash Fearless versus the Zorg Women. This is, of course, I'm Flash. Yeah. 
Okay, little correction right here from something I mentioned before that track. So yes, I, I do tend to make the odd mistake here. I'm not perfect. Uh, but yeah, I said Warner Brothers, according to the notes I have here, uh, the Flash Fearless versus the Zorg Women. By the way, parts five and six. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which still makes me think that this movie does not exist. But it came out on Chrysalis Records, actually, not Warner Brothers Records. They might have been owned by the same company. I don't know. But officially off of Chrysalis Records, that was I'm Flash by Alice Cooper. And I have it right here in front of me. I wanted to get the personnel lineup for that particular track. That was Alice, of course, uh, with a guy named Robert A. Johnson on lead guitar, Johnny Weeder on rhythm guitar, John Itwistle, of course, yes, as I mentioned, from The Who on bass, and legendary drummer Bill Bruford on the drums right there. So, nice lineup there. And if you're a hardcore rock and roll nerd like I am, you probably were like, man, like that track really sounded like something off of an Aerosmith album. And you'd be right to think that. It says this track was produced by Bob Ezrin, but, uh, you know, if I could do a little thing here, back uh, in the Nimbus 9 production days, which was a company that both Jack Douglas and Bob Ezrin worked for. That's how they got their initial production gigs. They admitted years later that they would trade off jobs uh, with each other just, you know, for time's sake or whatever, just, you know, different reasons. So there were instances where Bob Ezrin produced Get Your Wings or most of it or all of it, but Jack Douglas got the credit for it. I think in this instance, even though it says Bob Ezrin's name on those tracks from Flash Fearless, that's got to be Jack Douglas, because that sounds like Draw the Line kind of production right there. It just sounds like an Aerosmith track, even though all those guys I mentioned played on it. So, interesting stuff. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you just think of this show, or what your favorites or least favorites were on the show. And, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for the rest of the week here. Parts 2 and 3 of The Odds and Ends with the letter C will be upcoming here. More fun to come. Till then... Stay tuned for the plugs featuring my better half, Nola, and of course the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is C njradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then... 
Have fun. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.